pinching a pump right to your mum's face. What? Whoa. Happy New Year. Ah, that's not the saying, is it? Pinching a punch for the third of the new year, the new day of the new year, of the day, is, is it? That, is that what happens? Ah? Ah? Mm. Don't know. Welcome to Right Act, the, the alternative music podcast. People are gonna Happy hear new this year. On, people are going to hear this on the 5th as well. Wow. And the 6th. <laughs> and February. 6th, um... Okay. Sixth is uh, my uh, birthday, I should point out. So uh, I would like every single person listening to this to send me a lovely message saying, Happy birthday, please. Kind of, that was needy, wasn't it? Fuck. Shall we do this again? The arrogance. Of the <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to Right Act. My name's Stephen Hill. That's Renfrey Deadman, arrogant prick, demanding that you say happy birthday to. I realise what I've prickers I'm like yeah 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 go on all right there are people who sent me messages over christmas going i've got like six episodes of right act to catch up on so i'm gonna do that over christmas and i was like oh yeah they're, they're quite long aren't they um <laughs> but uh, hey thanks for listening i appreciate that all the same um uh this is the first episode of a brand new year 2019 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh which is uh, quite exciting i fucking hated 2018 Benfrey. it was fucking it was shit yeah I, I think for both of us it was pretty it was fucking shit. awful it was a shit year yeah full of shit cunts who mm. I don't have to speak to anymore. I'm uh, very, very happy that uh, a new year has dawned. Yeah. It uh, doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things because obviously time is a man-made construct. But uh, hooray and happy, yeah, happy I'm days. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so good. I'm uh, New me. New year, new me. You're still going to be quite aggressive and... Uh, uh, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be more aggressive. Even more aggressive. <laughs> okay, cool. um, yeah, but that, that's good. So it's a new year and we're excited to sort of head into it do you want to talk good friends at musicism who are yep. the one people that i met last year i do like the guys at musicism <laughs> the one people the one people <laughs> yeah go over to musicism.net they do courses and tutorials online to provide you with the information that will make you a better musician or a better producer a better singer better guitarist better producer it's 9.99 a month it is. You can get 25% off if you put in the code right at the checkout in capital letters. Bon, très bien, très bien. It's very good. That good. Tres bien. Yeah, uh, this is uh, th- That's all the same information as it was in 2018. Yeah. Just to be clear. Updated. But, mm, updated. Yeah, sure. Because I said tres bean at the end uh, tres bean, so tres it's bean. slightly different mm, I've yeah, made it better um, yeah so we've been sort of we the last episode we did sort of pro- properly um, was the uh, was the quiz yes. which felt like a really long time ago so we did it before Christmas and we're yes. now speaking to you as I said on the 3rd of well it's the 3rd of January right now but this was the 20. 20- second oh god something of december like that. so yeah it's quite a long time ago yeah yeah for, yeah for us yeah mm. but um, it was fucking amazing it was really good it was amazing fun we weren't quite sure how it was gonna work or if it was gonna work at all especially when we got in the room and discovered that uh we were all quite drunk even when we began um <laughs> i think quite a few people were quite, quite a few drunk. people were and by quite a few people i mean will was drunk enough <laughs> for everyone <laughs> And um, we were a little bit unsure how it was going to work in the edit and all that sort of thing. But we tirelessly, well, I say we, it's primarily Ben, uh, we should give yeah. a shout out to, yeah. who, who did amazing work over uh, over the Christmas period. Christmas was, Eve. Uh, it was but, Christmas Eve and he, he did the majority of the editing on the 27th, I believe. But yeah, right, yeah. he's got a family, man. Like he should yeah. actually be spending time with his family. So we're a massively... Thanks, yeah, thanks, Ben. That's, the Bob Cratchit of right <laughs> <laughs> in many many ways um yeah it was it was great and uh, if you haven't listened to it yet it's probably the um it's the most unique 
podcast episode I think I've ever been involved in in all the various podcasts I've done well, over we, the years. We wanted to mention it because the the response to it has been pretty off the scale, lovely, and it's been very yeah, heartwarming. It's been really nice. Uh, it's been the, the greatest gift of Christmas for me. Uh, Not me. I got Optimus Prime when I was four. So you ain't competing with that no matter how often you tweet me. Do you know what? Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. And I don't know why I'm going to say it. But my brother once got an Optimus Prime for his birthday. Mm. And I had a fucking fit. And I was like, <laughs> I want it. So I ended up having it. Like what? For the, for the day. Oh, my parents. Were, for the day? Actually, I, on his I, birthday, did I end up? Yeah, was the day his birthday? Yeah. Are oh, you a horrible human being? I was a bit of a cunt as a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, You've I, sorted I, yourself out now. You're much nicer now. <laughs> sure, when <Yeah>. I drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, that's um, all the time. <laughs> so it's <laughs> so fine. fine all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a shitty thing to do. Anyway, it I'm, was a shitty thing. I'm to much do. nicer now. I think. Um, I actually found out that um, that Father Christmas wasn't real. I'm not saying Santa Claus. Fuck you. This year. No, no, no. <laughs> I, my mum said at Christmas, went, go up to the, get some more snacks for the Christmas tree or whatever. And um, they put around the Christmas tree. And I went up there and she hadn't bothered hiding my presents that she hadn't wrapped up yet. Fuck and I found sake. Optimus Prime. I went, mum, I've got Optimus Prime. And I, went, I thought Father Christmas is going to bring me that. She went, yeah, he came early. I went, did he? <laughs> so he's gone to everyone's house, presumably. He's gone early to just everyone in our village. And she went, no, just our house. I went, why? <laughs> Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. This doesn't ring true to me. Mm. This whole Father Christmas. Not mm. Santa, not saying Santa Claus. I'm not saying Santa Claus, but I Father Christmas. What's so your beef for Santa Claus? Oh, we live in England. Is Santa Claus an Americanism? Of course it is. Of course it is, Renfrey. Don't be naive. Everything's American, isn't it? Yeah, starting off the year on an aggressive front, which is exactly what you said you would do, so fair play. Um, It just had never occurred to me, but uh, okay, that's my new thing. We're from Europe. It's Father Christmas. We invented it. Like, bring back Father Christmas. Well, it's St. Nick in theory, isn't it? Yeah, St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas, yeah. Santa Claus. Not Santa Claus. He's Father Christmas, isn't he? <laughs> He's Father Christmas. So I've got a beef with Santa Claus. Yeah. I tell you what, this is a bloody American stupid bastard thing. And this yeah. relates back to the quiz. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, no, stone. Paper, scissors, stone is fine. And I'll tell you why. And I, I wish I had thought this when I was more sober. And <clears> I am <throat> now. Mm-hmm. A rock... Right, you're doing this when the other people can't reply to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, all they just very brave, yeah. very brave of you, very Fuck noble. You. <laughs> <laughs> Air's rock is a rock. How much fucking paper are you going to wrap that in? Air's rock still wins, doesn't it? A That's stone a- is a fist is roughly around the size of your fist. Hence, why it's a stone. That's a stone, isn't it? You get smaller stones that would be pebbles if they get too small. I and think a I- massive bit of rock is a bit of. It's a, I think it's rock is huge. It you just, can climb up it. It just comes down to the fact that rock, paper, scissors sounds better the than paper. paper, scissors, stone. Well, I disagree. Well, that's well, fine. Well, I disagree. I, Santa Claus might sound better than Father Christmas, but it's, you know, I protect our heritage. <laughs> I, Don't get all BNP on me, no, mate. No, factual <laughs> accuracy and our heritage are important to me. So, <laughs> All right, Farage. <laughs> <laughs> um, not against the machine with it <laughs> so good um, anyway did you have a nice Christmas yeah overall I sat down and watched lots of films that I wanted to catch up on over 2018 mm. um, that were good so have you seen Sorry to Bother You 
Uh, I haven't, no. Oh, fuck me. That's a great film. Quiet Place, Hereditary. Oh, scary All shit. the Christmas classics. All the Christmas classics. I, I didn't watched watch... Muppets Christmas Carol. I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch any Christmas. I don't really watch Christmas films over Christmas. I, I use it to catch up with shit I've not seen over the year. That's so you don't happens. watch Christmas films, is that what you're telling me? Because you can't watch Christmas films not at Christmas, you surely. can. I watch Die Hard whenever I fucking like, mate. Yeah, but Die Hard <clears> is, <throat> is a Christmas film in as much as it is... Uh, not necessarily about Christmas. I would watch Muppet Christmas Carol in July. I wouldn't give a fuck. That'd be fine. That seems like something a serial killer would do. <laughs> that is way harsh. <laughs> that is way harsh. Um, just how I feel. <laughs> I mean, maybe if they were masturbating over it at the same time, then mm. it would... Oh. made the assumption that oh wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yes yeah, alright I'm a serial killer uh, um, oh, tempted to cut that um, <laughs> you're uh, not cutting that out <laughs> fuck no um, you're definitely not cutting that uh, yeah, this is a music podcast by the yeah. way <laughs> Uh, it, it actually is um, did you have a good Christmas Steve yeah I did actually it was alright it was alright I went to my mum's yep. uh, there's nothing to do there so I just walked around the village um, on my own, like I was sort of fourteen, but without a gang. Again, were yeah. you in a gang? Wow, well, we, like in you Greece, know we used to walk. No, not like in Greece, like, like you know, in West, just, West Side Story. No, no, not like West Side Story. Um, what other camp gangs are there? <laughs> <laughs> are the Bloods and the Crips. Okay? Yeah, uh, slag them off. When we do Riot Act live from South Central Los Angeles, you're fucked, mate. You are fucked. <laughs> yeah, so I'll um, be shanked. Yeah, you will be. So, um, no, no, I don't think gang, but just like a gang of us from, you know, when you're a kid and you live in a village and you don't have anything to do, you just walk around in a circle, don't you? Yeah. Walk around your village. Yeah. I remember. Knock on people's door, knock on Aaron Eva's door. Aaron uh, Eva's, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Aaron Eva's. Shout out Aaron and then run away. And then his dad comes out and goes, you idiots. And then run. <laughs> That, that's great that, good that is actually a story from my youth that is an, an actual proper actual story from my youth so you did that alone this year is that what you're saying <laughs> no, he's moved so I can't he's moved he's, oh, yeah, he's, a, he's a grown man of 38 now <laughs> as am I <laughs> so it felt inappropriate um any 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 who so this is a music podcast it's so actually a music podcast so uh, on this week's show because it is sort of the first one back and we're just easing our way back in. You don't go straight back to work and just sit down and start working, do you? Fuck no. These people are probably going, well, when are they going to start talking about music? It's not, I bet you don't go your first day back at work after the new year. I bet you don't just sort of, you yeah. get you sort of you have a day mucking around and well, sort yeah. your shit out. If you're a brain surgeon, to... you probably like practice on someone's toes or something like that just yeah. to get back into the swing of it. I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just don't do one for a couple of days. <laughs> Maybe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, That's but probably not week... how it works with brain surgery. No, that was I'm a bad sh- example. I'm not sure. It's, they don't really get Christmas off because selfish people have brain aneurysms all year round. Yes, and God, God bless the NHS. God bless. Uh, no. Very, very much so. Like genuinely. Yeah, genuinely. Um, so on this week's show, we're going to be catching up on uh, life, as we've just done, <laughs> and talking about a couple of releases that we missed out on last year, um, and also um, telling you about a few of the other things that you may have noticed that not only did we do the quiz uh, that went up over the Christmas period, but also some of our specials have started coming out now. Oh, yeah. So you did one with Becky... Um, Becky Laverty. Becky Laverty from, from uh, Roadburn Festival. Festival. That one, we've actually spoken about that one before. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Yeah, uh, Sam and Alex from Holy Raw. Absolutely. That also yeah. got a very, very good response. You had a chat with those two. I was meant yeah. to do that. I was yeah. also meant to do one that we've got coming up with Neil Fallon from Clutch, 
which yes. um, I, I was really ill over Christmas. Yes. I had a cold. I didn't feel very well at all. I took several for the team, but it was fine. You did. Yeah, That's yeah, all right. Yeah, sorry about uh, that. And well, to be honest with you, it was an absolute pleasure to sit down with Neil Fallon from Clutch. You know, there's particular people that you get when there's, there's certain people who have such a defined look. And to be honest, like the morning of or maybe the night before you'd been like oh man I'm going to be so ill I just don't think I can do it and there was initial you know the, this is no offence or anything like that but there was initial kind of like oh for fuck's sake Stephen you know because I've got so much to do with the quiz bloody mm. bloody bloody blah and then um, so I didn't really have time to think about it going oh I'm going to talk to Neil Fallon but then, and then he walked in I was like fuck I'm about to talk to Neil Fallon from Clutch yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah he was fucking brilliant he yeah. was amazing so we've got um, that'll be going out at some point I yeah don't really so know we've when. got the, the Holy Raw one is out now where Renfrey spoke to Sam Alex from Holy Raw about yeah. um, the kind of the details about running a very small but very brilliant and really like the stuff that Holy Raw have done and are going to do this year is pretty fucking incredible that label are just are on a it's a real hot streak we've definitely we've definitely said it off mike i can't remember if we've said it on but by far the best record label of last mm. year i think the um the way i mean both of the records that we're going to review this week are actually both attached to holy raw in one way or another yeah um there are I've already heard quite a few records coming out on Holy War this year, all of which are fucking amazing. My album of the year so far, obviously far too early to do albums of the year, but my album of the year so far is on Holy Raw. Um, really can't talk about that, but yeah. Um, they're just a phenomenal label and they're one of the few, Alex actually mentioned this in the interview, but they're one of the few labels, uh, rock labels in the UK who have like a proper identity he was saying it was basically them mm. and big scary monsters yep. and i think that's a really valid point yep. there are other great labels out there um, i would say Venn. basic as well um i don't think oh, oh i don't want to diss basic because they do great stuff i don't think basics quality is as consistent as either either but they have an identity they have an identity they that's definitely fair. have an identity yeah yeah um yeah but um I, I I actually want to point out that Holy War thing just because um, around about maybe an hour and a half in, we went on this huge uh, diversion talking about Spotify and streaming and stuff. And I've been mm. moaning a little bit about this on Twitter over the Christmas period. But um, Alex, and it was a huge diversion and wasn't planned at all. But Alex basically single-handedly came up with a way that we could effectively save the music industry. And I cannot see a fault in it at all uh, in terms of giving money to bands and so on and so forth. Don't spoil it. Go and I listen won't, to I it. I won't yeah, spoil yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Go and listen to it. Yeah, go and listen to it. And and if anyone has uh, any reasons as to why that wouldn't work, particularly people who work in um, the film industry and TV industry, I would say, because they'll know more about it than mm. we do. But... I, you know just sitting and he was he actually he said afterwards that I came up with all of that on the spot I've literally this is the first time I've thought about all that stuff but it was just like holy hell you've come up with it I mean doesn't mean it's going to happen um, but uh, yeah it was just uh, we've Figured, we figured it out, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> the the yeah. music industry's safe. It's safe. We figured yeah. it out. It's cool. Like, we're, we're, we're all going to be fine. So, so we're going to buy a sort of Riot Act-themed jet made out of gold for us to... Because it's going to go back to those days, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, um, I, I, I want to take a leaf out of Team Rock's book and uh, buy a Formula One car 
Uh, and because um, that, that too, went well, didn't soon. it? Is that too soon? Okay, too soon apologies. for me, mate. I can Sorry. still can't joke about it. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. forgot you were part of it. Uh, anyway, I yeah, mean, so did they. that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not mocking yeah. the people who 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 a lot of my friends uh, were affected by that, and that sucks. Yeah. But yes, Team Rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, no, they're idiots and fucking proper. Idiots, oh, everyone's so. fine now. They're they're all fine now. All the no, people. no, I didn't. None of them that I've done what they're doing. The ones that I've got a problem with. But anyway. Yeah. That's a different thing altogether. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so go and listen to that. Um, also, I spoke to Frankie Madball as well. I think we said oh, that yeah. before. That one's coming as well. Frankie Madball, we're going to be doing a, uh, a special on what makes a great front man. And so we got yep. a great front man in to talk about his five favourite uh, front people and what makes a good front person in the live environment. So, yeah, sh- lots of different special things coming up. I should also say, we have mentioned this before already, but we do still have Jonah Matranga's Water and Solutions special do, yeah. as well. So we've got all these things lined up. We just don't want to plonk them all in your face all at the same time just before christmas I'm, yeah. yeah exactly i'm assuming you've got you know i'm assuming you listen to other podcasts and stuff like that so you know we're not the I only i can't understand why but yeah <laughs> you, you probably do yeah um, so uh we're going to uh release them uh we release them every two weeks the specials mm. on a tuesday all right so. so that's happening and also if you are one of those people who are very very kindly uh, donated some money over at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash right act podcast. If you want to do that, and we're very grateful for people that have done that. And we've been saying for a long time that we're going to be starting to give you something for that. Yeah. Well, we've actually done something which will be going up very soon. And we've recorded two what we're calling Rioters reviews. Because if you put money in your Rioters, like the Mickey Mouse Club, it's very good. Yeah. Very I mean, good, we're yeah. very proud of it. Probably the thing we're most proud of. Yes. Um, yeah, we finally done it. We have done. So basically, if you sign up on Patreon, you can suggest an album. Uh, uh, that you want us to talk about and we will go and listen to it um, and on some cases it was albums that we've heard and we're very familiar with in some cases it'll be something we've never ever heard before yeah. we've done two we've done um, one that we're both very very familiar with for many many years which is Gold Against the Soul by the Mount Street Preachers yep. that's been recorded that'll be going up we've also done 22 a Million by Bon Iver, yep. which is a newer album so we've not been able to live with it as long mm. and in my case it was a record that I've never heard before Renfrey mm. you mm. haven't heard it before yeah I'd heard it before uh, I'm a big Bon Iver fan but I have some interesting views on the old 22 million yeah. uh, I think I'm well I don't know if I do actually um, <laughs> but I spoke about it anyway uh, <laughs> yeah so anyway so that is going to be going up soon um, as well but Renfrey we cannot move on until we talk about the thing that for me that dominated my Christmas period and that is the Bross documentary. Oh, yes. Which, uh, when the screaming stops. When the screaming stops. Now, obviously, we're not reviewing this Bross documentary. We're not suddenly going, it's 2019, let's branch out into <laughs> 80s teen pop. No, but this is relevant in that. Is it? Well, we would talk about... It's just funny. We That's would talk one. about great... It's a great music documentary. Oh, the be- and possibly the best music documentary ever made. Oh, oh, strong uh, in terms of how much I enjoyed watching it. Oh, I, it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, I sup- I've seen lots of people saying like um, a real spinal tap and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. those are the cliches that you get, but yeah. uh, it's, it's true. It's kind of the earnestness that Bros take to the you know like as, so, if, as if they're saving the world by so, playing a concert at the o2 arena yeah. so <laughs> if you aren't familiar with bros and you may not be because no. even though bros were i mean <laughs> i think i said this to someone after i saw it um <clears throat> which i think is why i enjoyed it so much actually is that i think 
I was probably about seven or eight when Bros were massive. And they were massive. They were like, yes. in terms of, if you want to go for the kind of the big family tree of boy bands, I would say it was Wham, then Bros, then Take That. No, then New Kids on the Block, then Take That. And then maybe probably Westlife after that. Mm. And in this country, Bros were playing Wembley Stadium. Multiple nights at Wembley Stadium. Well, like, this, this, I didn't, it's because um, uh, Bros were, I would say, I, I think I was seven when Bros split up. So Bros mm. were a little bit before my time in that I was alive, but I wasn't consciously thinking about music. Um, and I was completely unaware that they were that big. Oh, mate, um, was, they were huge. I knew, and I imagine everyone listening to this, even if you're not familiar with it, I'm sure if you listen to it, that you'll know. Um, is it called when, when I when will I be when, famous? When, when, when will I be famous? Yeah. Mm. Um, so if you listen to that song, you you will very likely know it because mm. um, it's absolutely massive. Did they have any other hits? Because one thing, watching the documentary, I was kind of like, you, you don't hear much else of their music bar that song. I Owe You Nothing, that was the only other one that I can remember. Okay. Yeah. I Owe You Nothing, ooh nothing at all. Was James Hetfield on uh, guest vocals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, cool. It, I mean, they, as I was going to say, I think Bross, hearing Bross, and this is before I was into rock music or anything, you know, I was eight, seven, eight, nine, when they were absolutely the biggest band or the biggest thing in kind of pop music yeah. uh, and they were everywhere every TV channel you turn on every kids show they were fucking on it all the time and people were going <coughs> mental for it um, I think that is the first time I ever remember feeling kind of genuine hatred oh really was for Bros <laughs> I fucking so Bros is where it all stems from I think yeah I think all I of your... hate Bros so much and Christ. the thing is I, I I had BBC Four on because uh, it was... So I know this has become a kind of... It's Not many people watched it when it went out, apparently. And it's become this massive thing on BBC iPlayer. iPlayer everyone's yeah. downloaded it and gone, oh my God, it's so good. Which, is, which it should still be available when you listen to this. Uh, well, I mean, this is the point of this. We're not reviewing Bros. I do just... I want everyone in the whole world to watch this documentary. It is brilliant. It is just so so fucking brilliant and there is a point as well um but yeah i hated bros so much and it just came on i was watching bbc4 and it was some old top of the pops a few days before christmas and it was all like christmas songs and then i was on the phone my mum phoned me and i was on the phone to my mum for a bit <clears throat> and i was like oh, there's a documentary about bros on and i was like oh, i bet that's kind of interesting like i was kind of morbid least, had a morbid yeah. fascination yeah, yeah, yeah and then while i was talking to my mum i could see them arguing and stuff and i was like this looks weird and i saw him pointing and getting kind of irate at the camera and i was like oh I think i want to watch this the I film actually... starts with a massive argument that they have just before going on this morning which is fantastic an amazing way to start and like has it's given the film comparisons to some kind of monster and stuff like yeah, that i mean yeah, it is yeah. it is quite similar yeah, to some yeah. kind of monster in and lots of ways it's, it's very very similar to some kind of monster yeah. except uh, as bad as fucking phil towel and lars Ulrich come across in that film and the fact that luke goss comes across as the nicer of the two and he is an absolute fucking idiot is just unbelievable <laughs> like matt goss uh, 
is I'm, I'm i'm not gonna do i'm sure you've heard about the conquers and i'm sure you've heard about you know like every man is king to me and all of these like <laughs> terrible terrible things like me and my brother were rectangles but to get together we made a square i'm sure you've heard about the um this documentary has created water on a new planet like you know oh I mean? my god that one was it's um, the metaphors they're so brilliant yeah and um <laughs> you know <laughs> but trust me you and it's worth it as a sort of rock and metal fan it's worth it just to see for me oscar best supporting actor to andy copping for watching those yes. two do this awful fucking song yeah. <laughs> and then go wow that was great and clap at the end I, I was, yeah, andy was... copping you do not like bros <laughs> <laughs> you book slip not to headline download you do not like bros <laughs> You don't like bros. You can't possibly go, wow. I mean, it is hilarious. And Lou Goss has actually got quite a good range of t-shirts. He's got sound, an old Soundgarden t-shirt. A he keeps wearing, yeah, like Soundgarden, and, you know, Green Day is, and Foo Fighters and yeah. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. He's, Led at Zeppelin. one point, he says Led Zeppelin are his, are his biggest influence. Yeah, it's like, mate, you do know you're in bros, don't you? <laughs> you know you're in... You're in bros, you know. It's like Adam Sandler going, well, I mean, you know, before I made Click, I did watch Citizen Kane over and over again. It's like, what? What? Where? How? Where? <laughs> like, it is... So anyway, I've watched that three times, that documentary. I'm really? probably going to watch it after we finish this because it is, it is so fucking brilliant i would call them i would say they're insanely misguided in in a very kind of spinal tap sort of sense and you know i've got a lot more time for bros than i do a lot of the manufactured stuff that came after that like they are a band who formed themselves and their brothers and all this kind of blah 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 blah, yeah. blah. but they're rubbish sometimes well i mean i'm not i'm not an expert on on that kind of music but there are times when they're talking when you would think that they're like digging for water in Africa yeah. and it's like you're just writing songs mate like yeah. like just chill the fuck out you're not in Pink Floyd mate <laughs> well, I mean you're in if, if the members of Pink Floyd talked like that I'd be like fucking calm down like yeah. what are you talking about um, yeah it's very funny but anyway it's if ridiculous. you haven't seen Bros after Screaming Stops uh, this will be the only recommendation for bros or anything to do with bros or pop music like we have not decided to turn into a pop podcast but it's a brilliant documentary you have got to watch this documentary it a, is unbelievable a brilliant music documentary is a brilliant documentary regardless of whether you're interested in the band i think yeah. that's why some kind of monster did so well because loads of people who wouldn't give a shit about metallica would have watched that and got a lot of enjoyment out of it and that's mm. exactly the same with bros you don't have to vaguely like the band to get anything from it it's probably brilliant. helps if you don't like the band. probably does to be honest <laughs> I, I i yeah it, it probably does actually yeah 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 big ben the great defender <laughs> so what <laughs> what are you on about anyway you have to watch it it's yeah. so great um let's talk about something that's sort of relevant to us then i suppose isn't it um renfrey so go on tell us about clutch that's the last gig you went to before yeah um so this was like three weeks ago now so i'm gonna have to go back into my hazy mind palace but um yeah i saw clutch at brixton academy amazingly is this the first time clutch have played brixton academy i think it's the second is it i think it is i, my, it's, I thought they did it on I, I maybe i'm wrong but i thought they did it on earth rocker because oh. i know they did coco at earth rocker they did coco maybe they did the they forum, did the forum. Maybe, yeah oh, i yes, saw them at yeah, the forum is, yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. And it feels like that Clutch are a band... I mean, we know full well that Clutch have been playing Brixton, what, since 
blast tyrant, I reckon. Should have been. Yeah, should have been. Well, at least. Yeah. At least, yeah, yeah. You know, so to finally see them there and to finally see, you know, the thousands of people who rock up to see Clutch, Clutch every time all together and all seeing this you know just seeing clutch being clutch i mean in terms of the show being any better or worse than they normally am i mean it was the same as it usually is but that is to say it was terrifyingly brilliant Mm. and and they were absolutely phenomenal um just like pearl jam they do totally different sets every night something i really i don't actually uh each member uh every night picks the set in full and it is the rotating of the four of them that's wicked and no one else gets to say anything that's wicked so that's you cool. know jp gaster will get it one night and if you know if tim salt doesn't like it then he has to wait until his night to change it that's fucking great i love that that's mm. brilliant and that it does mean that you know you do get a slightly different show well n- not even a slightly different show a totally different show every night and yeah. i really love that i love it when bands actually do that and you'd be surprised at how rare that actually is um at brixton we got like hb is in control fifty thousand unstoppable watts nice mice and gods third in oh i went mental and like x-ray visions big news one the house that peter built the regulator oh yes that's quite a big one for them now that's become a a sleeper hit sure yeah 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 Yeah. but oh it was so good pure rock fury Mm. dc sound attack um electric worry obviously as you'd expect um they ended with how to shake hands which i thought was really fucking cool ending with a new song yeah uh brilliant new song as well but what was really encouraging is we quite liked the new record we weren't like we weren't like oh my god it's amazing we had a (laughs) few I, i kind of I thought it was a couple of, sort of tracks too long, but that was it. Yeah. I, I loved it. I mean, I, I do love Clutch. Obviously, I love Clutch. Yeah. yeah. I have to say that record has um, grown on me somewhat. Mm. Um, and I like it. I probably like it much more than I did when we reviewed it. Mm. Um, and I think the the good moments, like In Walks Barbarella, for example, yeah, In Walks Barbarella is brilliant. Stunning. And, yeah. um, but what was really cool to see was... Um, the new material like in Walks Barbarella and HB is Out of Control and uh, Emily Dickinson um, was the stuff that I was was most excited by. It was just really, really good and you know, Brixton seemed absolutely packed. I don't know if it was sold out or not but it was certainly packed on the floor where I was Um, and yeah, I had a bloody excellent time. I'm slightly struggling to recall uh, bits and pieces because um, I had had a few drinks. Christmas in it. And it's right. Christmas. And, you know, it was about three weeks ago. But yeah, they were brilliant as usual. Definitely a case, you know, sometimes you see a band that you've been seeing in quite much smaller venues and you're a bit disappointed because you're used to seeing them in mm. more, you know, s- smaller places. <clears throat> this wasn't like that at all. This was like, yes, it's about fucking time yeah, that you're so. playing this kind of venue. You should have been doing it six or seven albums ago. Gutted. You know? I was pig sick and I couldn't go and I was gutted absolutely gutted because I've pretty much seen Clutch on every album the tour of every album since fuck I couldn't even tell you at this point it's been a hell of a lot hell of a hell of a hell I think I have since Robot Hive yeah which is the last five yeah yeah uh, but yeah, um, as always, brilliant. Like the the minimum you get from Clutch is an eight out of ten, mm. and I would have said they were a nine. Well, mm. That Brixton was brilliant. Yeah, good times. Fucking great. Well, anyway, um, the return of the trade off. Return of the trade off. We've missed it for three weeks with all the shenanigans going on. But if you cast <laughs> your mind back. 
to the last time that we did this, Renfrey gave me the uh, Moral Terror EP by Rough Hands, yeah. and I gave him uh, A Poet's Life. Uh, sorry, yeah, A Poet's Life. I forgot what that was called then for a minute. <laughs> by um, by Tim Armstrong. Yeah. Um, so, Renfrey, do you want to kick us off talking about Tim Armstrong? Okay, Pete. <clears throat> so, um, this is Tim Armstrong's debut solo record. Yeah. Is his, it his only solo record? It's his only solo record under the name Tim Armstrong. Uh-huh. But he has released some solo stuff under the pseudonym Time Bomb Tim. Ah, yes. yes, yes I saw good. that. Um, but yeah, but this was his first kind of foray into... Um, Solar material. And this was released, what, 2011? Yeah, something like that. Um, and it was kind of, initially it was released for free on the internet. I think That's Epitaph right. Records like put up one track and then a couple of months later they put up another one. And then they did this weird thing where like you had to go on some sort of interactive internet treasure hunt around the internet and they put them up on loads of different sites and stuff, mm-hmm. which be honest sounds irritating but uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anything uh, just just give us the album um but that's quite cool um this is uh pretty much a rancid album but with the punk removed and the scar and reggae elements turned up full is it not um, and the pace dialed back a bit. There's nothing wrong with what I have just described. No, but that's what this album is. Would you say? I think so. Yeah, there's a bit of, and there's a bit of like. I mean, it, it never gets, it never goes oi oi. No, uh, I actually think it's more like because there are bits of like little tiny bits of sort of old school hip hop and very scratching, subtle, but yes, scratching yeah. and kind of reggae and um, like all the sort of dancehall stuff. This actually reminds me of a less angry version of transplants like if you take the rapper guy out of mm-hmm. transplants mm-hmm. and you make it all kind of about like let's be mates mm-hmm. rather than like let's grab a beer and fucking fuck shit up then you know is that i always thought it was kind of like a nice version of transplants yeah sure i thought it was in the same kind of vein as like jimmy cliff or something yeah something along those lines um and it's cool. It's good. Um, it's not a record that I'm going to return to time and time and time again, but it's a cool, decent album. Um, it kind of starts off with uh, Wake Up, which is just like a very laid back, like I say, Wake reggae. Wake up, you yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know who you um, it basically sounds like Tim Armstrong smoked a massive blunt before, uh, maybe he had, who knows, Probably. Uh, before recording. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of like, it's it's dialed back quite a lot in terms of, like, I don't, there's no distortion on this record, is there? I don't think. No, not really. Uh, no, it's or, pretty, um, yeah, it's pretty kind of lax. And it's, yeah. it's I've, I mean, I've realised, having given it to you, that I've really given it to you at a stupid time of year. To give you this in December <laughs> the, 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 yeah, feels yeah. like a, a really dumb fucking thing to do <laughs> yeah. when it's such a summer record. As a matter of fact, I, I was thinking about this. Like, the next record I'm going to give you, for example, is such a winter record, and mm. I'm starting to think of that. Kind of, yeah, I mean, I can imagine... Like, if you put this on at a barbecue, it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, and um, it is. Like, you know, the amount... Of, this is one of those... That there's, there's a handful of records. There's probably about 25, 30 records that I have in my collection that that those days where it's so nice just go and sit outside in the garden where you just go fuck it I'm going to put some music on and, and just go and sit outside in the garden and 
just listen to music and this is one of those records yeah. that I will always put on like this and like the Blue album is a really really good one the first Goldfinger album is a really really good one um, don't know if anything gonna, by Sublime is I don't really, know if you're really going to agree with this but I'd say uh, 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 Place in the Sun by Lit is one of my go-to summer albums I, I haven't listened to that all the way through for a really really long time but I used to really like that and that would be one in the, in the 90s it's a good that's a really good summer album it's yeah. just one of those albums which like I can't ever imagine listening to it in winter, but in the summer, with the sun out and a beer, it's just the best thing in the world. Yeah, it's a good kind of thing. That. But like, yeah, it, it it is very like, yeah, listening to this in the winter did feel a bit wrong, <laughs> like yeah. a bit like. Um, but um, but yeah, it's 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 good. I I I don't know loads to say about it because it's all relatively similar. Um, bar probably the single, which is in uh, it's the third track. Into action. In, Let's into action. Get a movie. Into action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you just gave me this so you could do your Tim Armstrong impression, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Um, and because I think it's fucking wicked. I love it. It's good. It's it's good. It's uh, there's. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I suppose I don't like. I don't listen to loads of like Jimmy Cliff and stuff, and mm. I don't listen to a lot of that reggae ska stuff. Don't dislike it. Don't, don't have strong feelings one way or the other. This feels like a very um, good interpretation of those kind of artists. It, it feels very uh, well done and respectfully done with the Tim Armstrong. Uh, what would you call it swagger drunken swagger yeah. kind of thing put on top of it which makes it really cool if you like that kind of thing which you clearly do steve i, do, I yeah. quite i like it quite a lot as well um not as much as you i don't think but i like it um and you know if that sounds like your cup of tea tim armstrong doing a scar reggae rocksteady kind of album there's nothing to complain about at all it's just cool yeah it's do you know cool. what i mean it's just cool i think the songwriting is really good and i do yeah. think actually there are lots of you know none no no two songs on it sound exactly the same it's not one paced all the way through i don't think uh, uh, not all the way through. it's quite it's okay. relatively similar uh, uh, maybe <laughs> i mean I, I, okay maybe it's relatively similar i think but... one pace would be really harsh <clears throat> incredibly harsh yeah but it has a very similar vibe and mood throughout i don't think that matters the record's like 33 minutes so yeah. it's not it's not like you know I don't think I'm not saying that as a criticism, but it's bar the single and maybe the last the last song is actually an instrumental, which I really liked as well. Yeah, um, what is that called? It is called um, Cold Blooded. That's it. the the instrument the, the instrumental and the um, and the and the single into action kind of felt like the only points where I was like, okay, this is really different to everything else. The rest sounds. I wouldn't say one note, but you know, relatively similar. But that's fine because it's half an hour. You know, mm. that's that's okay in this context because it works. And if it were, you know, an hour, then I'd have an issue with it. But it's not. So well, I'm going to say to you, go Hello. back to this record in the summer yeah. with a burrito, yeah, and a, like a margarita, and sit out in the sun in your shorts. Maybe take your top off. Cool. Um, I mean, do that now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, go outside, sit in the sun on a lovely summery day. All right, have I got my and top I, on or my top off? It's up to you. It's a lot of uh, tops off. You're very keen on tops off. I was. I've put quite a lot of weight on over Christmas. <laughs> Not been to the gym for about two weeks. Before that, oh yeah, back when we, back when I was saying it. Back um, when we were talking about like, it at all. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, what we were excited for. I was in yeah. good nick then. Uh, good nick? <laughs> good nick. Oh, you were in good nick, I see. I was okay. in good nick. Yep. 
Well, I was an all right Nick. So Tim Armstrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's good. No, go out in the garden and put a, you know, get a nice fruity drink, a mm-hmm. punch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get a, get a, the magazine of choice. Sit in the old sun lounger, whack this on. It's a fucking great time. Okay. Well, um, when I don't appear for episodes of Riot Act in the summer, you'll know where I'll be, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'll be doing. You got them. No, no, don't do it before you got to record. Oh right, I thought. I don't you mean meant... the detriment of this podcast. Oh, I thought you wanted me to do it for the whole summer. No, no, no. Oh, just, be... just once in the summer. Well, it's 33 minutes, isn't it? Okay. So okay. just for 33 minutes. Just a bit more clarity next time. That's fine. Um, sure, I'll do that. I, I imagine it'll be a completely different experience than <laughs> you're looking at me, like, just like, shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, I do imagine this record will be a completely different experience in the summer. So, mm. um, yes, I may well do that. Margarita sounds good as well. Does, doesn't it? Oh. 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 All right, okay, good. So there you go. A Poet's Life by Tim Armstrong. I rate it. I value it. It's good. Um, you gave me Moral Terror by Rough Hands. Slightly different record. <laughs> slightly, slightly different record. Probably more um, of a winter record. Which actually came out last year, 2018. Yeah, uber new. Um, so it's new, isn't it? And we spoke about them because they supported... They supported somebody Employed to employed Surf. surf. Mm. Um, and I I was well impressed. Away. Yeah, because yeah, I, well I went away after you talked about them and I went and listened to this. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's quite good. Mm. Um, but I listened to it with it on in the background and I was like, oh, this probably is quite good. And then I didn't, I don't really feel like I properly listened to it properly. So I've properly listened to it properly now. Oh, and I a think lot of properties. I know, but that's all right because I'm hammering that point home that I listened <laughs> to it properly. And How, in what sense did you listen to it? In like a... Um, severely? <laughs> um, yeah, it's great, actually. It's really good, It's isn't really it? good. And yeah. what I like about it... Well, two things. Obviously, what I like about it is it reminds me of a bunch of bands like The Hope Conspiracy and blah, 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 blah. Insert 1999 to 2002 Trustkill era metallic hardcore band here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, Not so, boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoever you like. And so, again, I like that. I mean, we spoke about um, Why I Love just before... Yes. Uh, Christmas yes which I I brought in after um, Jonathan Seltzer at Metalhammer gave it to me and I was like this is a bit of me because it feels like they're taking inspiration from a period in like punk and hardcore which I wouldn't say no one knows about but certainly no one really minds that mm. particularly anymore and I think Rough Hands do that a bit as well like not not in the same way as I mean you know for them Hopes for and latter day cave in and, and those sort of things were or Thursday and you know whatever were the sort of things we were talking about. Whereas here, like I say, um, Himsa, Judas Factor, mm-hmm. um, all those like I say, the sort of trust kill bands, um, early, uh, early like um, even early eighteen, very very early eighteen visions before they put makeup on and went to shit, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, like those sort of bands. It reminds me of that. And and what I like about it is there's not a lot of punk in hardcore anymore. Hardcore mm. is meant to be hardcore punk, punk rock. Yeah. yeah. And there's not a lot of actual punk rock. The last sort of hardcore band, well, maybe not the last, but the last sort of significantly big hardcore band, I think that really, that way you went, is this punk or is it hardcore? Are they more punk or are they more going into sort of hardcore territory? Because hardcore's got pretty metal over the last decade or so were probably gallows really where you went you know are they a hardcore band are they a punk band like you know what are they would um, you put turnstile in with that or are they not hardcore enough 
Um, I know it's quite different to Gallows, but yeah, uh, just, just I as a, think Turnstile. They've got, got metal riffs. They've got loads going on, haven't they? Yeah, they've yeah. Got, no, there's I'm, a lot of stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, Turnstile, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Gallows, to me, are just, they're they're a punk band. Yep, yep. Do you know what I mean? They're a very very heavy. Punk, they're a punk band in the same way as like the Circle Jerks are like a hardcore punk band. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But because of the dude's voice in rough hands, although, you know, some of the songs are like five minutes long, which is not very punk at all. And it's really fucking heavy. Mm. But he's got like, he's got a snotty punk singer's voice. Mm-hmm. He's got a scree- that high-pitched yelp scream that to me just sort of um, sounds like punk rock. Mm. So I really like it. I think um, the things that I really, I mean, I... I don't disagree with anything that you're saying there but the things that i really attach myself to it with it are how expansive it sounds you were saying there like about how a lot of the songs are sort of i mean most of the songs in this record are sort of five six minutes yeah, long yeah, kind yeah. of thing and um there are elements where it goes into you know sorry to bring it back to renfrey brand but like almost post-rock experimental kind of territories mm. but played by a hardcore band mm. and i think that's <clears throat> awesome uh, like yeah it's a cool mix yeah it mm. works really really well and it's more like the post-rock stuff that i'm talking about is more textures really i don't want to mm. you know we're probably talking like 15 percent post-rock sounds big but it's yeah exactly Airy. it sounds expansive really i suppose is what i'm trying to say and m- most hardcore bands don't achieve that because to give them credit they're not trying to achieve that mm. but i think that's really cool i don't really hear that in many hardcore bands that i can think of um and converge would be one converge i guess yeah um but But that's not if you're getting compared to converge exactly yeah and 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 for me i mean like rough hands i think they've got one record and a few eps um and their their debut album's really good as well i gave you this ep because i think it's the latest and i do think it's the best thing they've done yeah but just in, in terms of like keeping an eye on them and like what they're going to do in the future i think we could potentially get something absolutely stunning from rough hands one day um i think what we've got so far is very 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 good, good. and i would recommend the um, debut album as well yeah um which i can't remember the name of now um but uh it's yeah they're, they're just a stunning stunning band and i think doing something so slightly different from all the other hardcore bands. Yeah, I think they are. No, I agree with that. I think they are yeah. doing something a bit different at the moment. They, they definitely sound different to um, a lot of their peers at the yeah. moment. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. for both of those things, I think, which is is cool. So yeah, um, Moral Terror EP by Rough Hands. If you haven't checked it out, then you should go and check it out. Yeah, it's absolutely. very, very good. It's, and great. it's a lot better than I, I... When I listened to it, I was like, yeah, that's good. But I don't think I realised how good it was. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, cool. So next week, Renfrey, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. Adam and Steve by Kruger. Have you heard that? Do you know anything about this band? Absolutely not. That's okay. g- gone right <coughs> over my head. Is it referring to you, Steve? Or no, 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 they don't know who I am, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> Adam and Steve by Kruger. Yeah, so by Kruger, who are a Swiss band, and we'll Kruger- talk about Switzerland. Kruger is in Freddy. As in Freddy, yeah. Wow. Okay. This is uh, okay. Cool. Amazing. I've not not even heard of them. Right. Okay. Um, next week, uh, I said I was going to give you a wintry quite type of record, and uh, for those who know this, will they will agree with me? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, I'll come around their houses and shatter them till they do. Uh, I'm going to give you "Citizen of Glass" by Agnes Obel. Oh. Oh. Agnes Obel. Agnes Obel. Okay. She a woman. 
Oh, let's not talk about women. <laughs> no, let's not. So Agnes Obel, I'll be talking about next week. And you'll be talking about Kruger. Kruger. Sweet. All right, cool. Well, um, we don't really have anything to review because nothing's really out until next week. But... Or the week we... after. Well, I think it's two weeks, really. Soil works out next week. Oh, we're doing soil work. Oh, fine. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Claire. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I will give it the time and effort that it deserves. No, I will give it the time. Just, yeah, um, so anyway, uh, but there were a couple of things that we missed come sort of the end of the year that we sort of found out about just before Christmas. Well, you in particular. Well, I should I should really interject here and say basically after the uh, Holy Raw interview that we've already talked about, the special, go and download it, um, Saving the Music Industry, one podcast at a time. Um, Alex uh, Fitzpatrick, who's the head of that label, was, uh, we were just walking back to the station, he was telling me about some of his uh, favourite albums of the year. And he told me about this album, uh, which had, which a lot of people missed, uh, a lot of publications missed. I didn't see any information about it anywhere. Primarily, it seems because it had a really tiny release, a very small um, record label from Seattle um, released it. And, and get this, Steve, in 2018, they basically released they released it on CD and yeah. digitally, but no vinyl. Okay. Which, and as someone, I mean, I love CDs. Should we say who they are, by the way? They're called Holy Four. They're Ford. called Holy Four. Yeah, because yeah. there's quite a lot of information about saying who they are. I was going to was gonna oh, no, yeah. build up to that, but fine. Um, they're called Holy Four, and this album's called Death Spells. It's their first full-length album. Um, and this American label, I can't remember what they're called now, but they basically, they, they only released it on CD and digitally. And as a result, I think a lot of people just kind of totally missed it. I certainly hadn't seen it anywhere. No, I've never, I'd never heard of it. Um like doing a bit more research into it like quite a few blogs and stuff that talks about it and all of the blogs are just like yeah this is one of the albums of the year i kind of um i said on twitter like shortly after we or just before we did our albums of the year that i'd heard this record which would have been in my albums of the year if i had known it existed right um and i have to say i mean you know spoiler alert for this review i brought this in because i have listen to nothing but this record more or less for the whole christmas period i've been absolutely obsessed with it i think it's phenomenal i'm pretty sure it would have been top five if i'd actually heard this last year and actually the more i listen to it the more i think it probably would have been top three mm. um so i think it's an absolute masterpiece before we even go in because let's just you know get that out of the way um i'll describe what it is first before i pop to you and ask you what you think of it okay um so i would say holy form they have lots of elements it's sort of a hybrid of post-rock with a lot of shoegaze elements thrown in there's lots of deep-rooted sort of psychedelia uh, and some often quite shocking and disarming forays into very, very heavy distorted guitars. Do you mm-hmm. think that's accurate? Mm-hmm. Um, while sounding like all of those things, it never really straddles a genre for long enough for you to be able to go, oh, this is that thing. Yeah. So it is one of those records which is a bitch to uh, talk about because 
it's very difficult to talk about reference points. I think the reference points would be bands like Alcest and Death Heaven and so on and so forth. Yeah. But the the reason why that's not strictly correct is because those those would fall under the black gaze movement. And in this particular case, there's nothing black in this. There's no black metal in this record, right? Would you agree with that? Uh, you know, I was gonna, this is what I was going to get into in a little bit, actually, okay. um, regarding the black metal. Because I saw who they were you know, for fans of and all that, which isn't always the best sort of no. um, d- d- indicator of stuff, especially when it's a band this small. They just tend to get lumped in with stuff that other people like as well. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, I think Emma Ruth Rundle was there, which is not really relevant. But then, like you say, Alcest and Death Heaven and Mole were there as well. So definitely the sort of shoegazy elements of it, I yeah. think, are in there. And, and, and a very specific in particular part of shoegaze i kind of almost a precursor to shoegaze when i think of like um disintegration era the cure oh yeah, yeah okay you know that really massive almost it's almost gothic sounding this album it's almost kind of gothic indie but that goes really really heavy yeah. and i think the reason why i sort of i i i don't i don't disagree with you to say that there's no black metal but then i kind of wonder if I, well, so I don't disagree with you and then disagree with you but I think they're kind of <clears throat> it's black metal in uh, maybe not in black hold on it's there to me there there is a, an ominous mood to it uh-huh. that reminds me of black metal but without the kind of sonic extremity of black metal okay so yes. That's you, you mentioned Mole taking mm. the vocals mm-hmm. out of their um, out of their Thank album yeah. uh, to make it kind of a different listen for people who can't ha- who who don't want to sort of who don't get on with those very harsh vocals. Mm. Now, there's not really any of those. Well, there's not any of those sort of super harsh black metal vocals in here. Not black all. metal. There are there's there are, some screams. There yeah. are a few screams and but barks. It, it should be said and a few yeah. barks, yeah, but it should be vocals. It should be said that the vocals are very low in the mix throughout mm. the entire record. Yeah. So even if that thing would normally bug you, I imagine the barks and the screams are used so sparingly and to be honest, so brilliantly on this yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it would bother you. No, I so, don't. And and it, I thought well, it, it, Here's, it feels like here's a band who have managed to, to, if you don't want to call it black metal because you're a real purist about it, then that's cool. You don't have to like call it black metal. But in terms of a mood, uh, I mean, a band like Continuum, we spoke about Continuum yes. in the summer, like one yeah. of the sort of second weeks in that we were doing this. And I would say Grave Pleasures a little bit as well, who have a, who have a kind of dark gothic underground um, vibe to them. And this band definitely have that, but it's. I think they are even heavier, even more threatening, even more dark, even more menacing and brooding than those mm. bands. Mm. Very much more so. I think when this album's heavy, it's fucking heavy, mm. but never, never heavy in a kind of like it goes blast beats and. Nope. But no, no. but it's still really, really heavy. It, it is heavy, like. It really reminded me of Disintegration by The Cure. Mm, it really, mm, really reminded mm. me of Disintegration by The Cure, done by Paul Bearer. I mean, that sounds like a record I want to listen to. Yeah. Oh, it exists. <laughs> yeah. um, but do you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it's, it's, got, it's got like that darkness, that melancholia, mm-hmm. but it's got that weight and it's got that like 
ache, achingly lumbering like power to it as yep. well. Yeah. This is fucking great, this record. It's good, isn't it? This is really fuck, good. This is fucking really good. Um, it also, like, but, you know, something you haven't touched on there vocally. Um, so before I properly looked into this band, I thought there were two vocalists. I thought it was a male vocalist and a female vocalist. It's one guy doing the vocals. Really? And he's so, like, androgynous. But he does, like, the screams. He does, he does everything. Yeah. And he's so androgynous. Yeah, I thought it was, like, a female vocalist doing some parts and, and male doing other parts. Um, there's kind of a Sigaros Jonzi vibe to yeah. a lot of the vocals as well. And this, I mean, words like ethereal and haunting and flitting between these sort of ghostly atmospherics and so on and so forth. The entire record sounds like it's almost recorded on, you know, thin air or something. Yeah. Like it's just so ethereal and floats by. But then when the cacophonous bits do come in the guitar tones and the things that they have brought to it are so vicious that it's a real like shock to the system um but it never sort of takes you out of the mood that it tries to create that yeah. ethereal kind of uh ghostly haze and it's a really i mean they recorded mixed and mastered it all themselves and they did that over a period of 15 months which is a really fucking long time if you you know if you're unaware of that that that's a long time to yeah, be working right. on yeah. one record but do you know what i think you can hear it like i think you can hear that every note has been like really properly attuned and the the mixing i don't want to get too technical with mixing because sometimes we talk about mixing quite a bit on this podcast and i get a little bit concerned that people don't know you know, if you're not massively nerdy about music, there's no real reason why you would know loads of stuff about mixing. But if you um, sometimes get a little lost when we talk about mixing and want an example of a record that is really amazingly well mixed, mm. listen to this record. The reason it's brilliantly mixed is because even when it becomes a massive cacophonous wall of noise and there's loads and loads of elements going on, you can hear every individual element and what it's doing mm. and you can hone in on specific elements and it doesn't just create it's not just fuzz that's just thrown in your face it's a really you can hear everything basically yeah it's mixed so well it's crafted so brilliantly i think crafted is a perfect word for this album um i think in terms of i guess where the black metal stuff potentially comes in more in theme than in sonics is yeah it's a very kind of um well naturey album <laughs> drag me into the woods yeah two waves Vespertine, yep. same blood, sleep yep. tongue, like well, the album's all, called Death Spells. The, the album's called Death Spells. It's dark as yeah. fuck. Yeah. This record, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really it dark. It is really dark. It's quite, you know, murderous yeah. at points. Yeah, um, but it is brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's very really, good, isn't it? really good. So. There you go. That's the first you, recommendation that we have of 2019. From do you, do like, you think? Do you think if you'd had a bit more time with this record, do you think it would have had a uh, hope of getting into your top twenty at all? Um, yeah, because do you know what? Actually, one of the albums that, that Continuum album was an album that at the end of the year I went because uh, I didn't even mention it because it was you know we we, we would have been mentioning stuff for ages. Yeah, but yeah. If we did a top thirty, that would have got in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. and I didn't actually mention it. As one because I wrote a few down and I forgot about you know you just do but that was one that I was like oh, that's really that's really really good and I am like I've said before a real sucker for that music and you think um, 
like mold didn't get in mine Mm. and death heaven did whereas yours mole was a lot higher mm. and the very thing that you liked about mole was the thing that made me go ah uh, you know when i like that music i like it to really be drawn out yeah yep. i kind of prefer and they do have six and a half seven and a half eight minute long songs their average song length's around six <clears throat> and a half seven minutes yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me and yeah. um and i yeah i think this is it's that uh, that was at Continuum had that kind of dark post-punk thing with like proper black metal kind of um, nihilism mm, mm, and mm. yeah I think it would have been a pretty I mean I've only had it for a few days really mm. I've only even listened to it for a few days mm. but I think it's very good I think the the way that you were obsessed with <clears throat> Fucked Up and listened to it something like 18 times in 3 or 4 days or something like that um that's this record has been that for me in the last two weeks i think and uh i'm still hearing new stuff in it as well so i i absolutely adore it and i just said to steve like we have to bring this record on because it's so amazing and i just don't hear many people talking about it um just in terms of release and stuff very quickly i will say that the other reason we're mentioning it is because holy raw are going to be re-releasing it in march i believe so it is actually going to come out on vinyl you can listen to it now um you can get it on spotify or whatever or or uh, bandcamp you can download it for free so you you can listen to it now if you want to but it will actually get a i don't want to say proper release well yes fuck it a proper release (laughs) through holy raw um in march so we'll try and remind you around the time yeah definitely Fucking outstanding album. Start saving your pennies now for that. Yeah. I reckon. So yeah. that is uh, Death Spells by Holy Fawn. Like I say, the first big unanimous, you must listen to this. You must. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right, okay. And um, this is coming out on Holy Raw as well. Yeah, this came yeah, out just, yeah, before, yeah. Uh, just before Christmas, just before the end of... This came out December 14th. Yeah, just in the middle of December. So yeah. where well, we were busy with album of the year <clears throat> stuff. And yeah, and hard stuff. to bloody release an album at that time yeah 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 or yeah. but this is an ep anyway yeah. it's a debut album uh debut ep i should say from burning vow uh it's self-titled mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of dudes from various holy raw bands that's right yeah from, essentially uh members of uh, employed to serve parizo uh group of man uh harrowed uh hang the bastards yeah quite a few yeah so there you go um that probably has already pricked many of your ears up Yes. Immediately. Should have done. Yes. I thought so. Yes. Um, five tracks. Sludgy as fuck. Yeah. Um, kind of, <clears throat> I guess, if you look at the artwork, uh, when you look at this um, this record, it is kind of like, what is it? Like a, It's a wood with like loads of steam or like smoke coming out of a wood at night. So it looks like a black metal cover. It looks like it? a kind of black metal cover. It look, yeah, it, well, it looks like it looks like a heavy metal yeah. cover yeah, for yeah. sure. It's not a black and metal record to be clear, not but, it, lo- but it looks like a black metal one. Yeah. This is super sludgy, dense, slow, achingly heavy music. Mm-hmm. The only two words you've missed there are stoner and doom. I would say, but yes, yep, that's fine. Um, <laughs> bit mastodony at parts as yep. well, yep. Uh, and I mean, if you like that sort of thing you will probably like this. Yeah. I think you really like it. I think you probably like it more than me. I am, um, I, I think I wanted to, to mention it simply because um, it's just one of those records that I think 
won't get the attention it deserves unless people like myself or you talk about it so so it's on a very limited you know as you've probably gathered it's it's kind of like it's a project which is sort of a bit of fun for like other members of other bands and stuff Mm -hmm. like that right and whenever you get a record like that you know to sort of temper your ex- expectations somewhat it's like okay like let's take legends of the seagull men as an example right yeah. that's brent hines and danny carey and who else is all you know like great amazing amazing musicians but basically just sort of getting in the studio and having a bit of a laugh yeah and that's fine but the results are the legend of the seagull men album which is fine i think knowing what this record was when i pressed play on it it was just so much better than i expected it to be for a record which is basically a bunch of musicians getting together and having a blast Mm. this is far more down than it is you know legend of the seagull men Mm. um not quite down levels but no i was gonna say that's not Oh, am I going to say not miles off? It's very, it's very good. It's good. I it's think very it's de- good. I think it's decent. I think um, I would say more um, in terms of for fans of. I would say lots of Paul Bearer, Torch, uh, Torch, um, maybe early Baroness. Yeah, um, it's melodic, doomy, Kylesa. sludge. Kylesa, Kylesa is really good. I think, um, but I just think it's really well done. Like as far as like. I mean, I, I, I think it is as good as Torch often are. I think it's as good as Paul Bearer often are. Um, I th- yeah, I think I think so. I, I You know, bearing in mind this is an EP mm-hmm. and it's a debut EP, I think, obviously this isn't the main focus of, these, of no, this no, band. No, 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 no. But like, I can imagine, I, I can't remember if Paul Bearer had a debut EP, but I, I can imagine the quality of that being of a similar quality to this, you know? Yeah, but they've gone on to do something to of course. better stuff than that. So I think like saying that they're as good as... No, okay, okay, fine. But, but I can see that potentially, depending on what they decide to do with this, uh, it could... You never know. I mean, I think people who heard the early demo of the down thing that eventually became nola mm. probably whilst that is fucking amazing probably didn't expect down to one day be selling out brixton academy and stuff like that do you know what i mean no no uh no they didn't but i would have thought they got that tape and went fucking hell oh my good god who is this uh, they are incredible yeah <laughs> from nola yeah of yeah, course yeah, they yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah. Whereas like no one's going to do that for this, not in a bad way. Yeah, like that's a once in a lifetime thing. What happens with Down? Mm. Like that is, you can't really compare this to Down at all. I don't think. No, sure. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> it's good. It's 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 a decent. Like you say, this is a a bunch of people sc- from back, scratching an itch yeah. of music that they like. Like they're clearly into, you know electric wizard or i hate gods and they clearly want to play something super doomy they want to play something super heavy but they want to put a bit of melody in it they've probably gone like let's do all our black sabbath like Mm -hmm. slowed down to fuck tuned down to fuck fantasies and let's get together and have some beers and smoke some weed and make it and i think for the most part that's really cool 
it doesn't hold my attention throughout the entire i mean the last track's eight and a half minutes or like it's about eight minutes plus long that was when i, I was a bit like ah, i didn't really need that the oh i will i will say i think the first four tracks are really fucking great the mm. the only weak spot on the entire record is the last track which is eight minutes long but the reason for that is because i think the last track is a very <sighs> traditional doomy track whereas mm. the first four i don't think are i think if the because there's kind of I mean, I suppose it's traditional in the sort of early Baroness sense, but, you know, how is early Baroness traditional, you know? I mean, if you like early Baroness style and Kylesa and stuff like that, there's no reason at all why you shouldn't be into this. No. Um, and yes, I, th- I think the last track is the only weak point on the record. Even weak is a bit harsh, but that's where it becomes kind of... Uh, I lost interest at that point. I was yeah. like, "Come on, yeah, yeah." I, I, I think they're better. Like you've you've mentioned a bunch of bands. Well, things you've mentioned a bunch of bands in kind of like. Well, I mentioned Kynesta first, but like we, between us, we've mentioned a bunch of bands like Torch and Baroness being the best examples of it. Who are, you know, for the most part, the the success that they've had is in melding big riffs and melody yeah choruses and yeah. catchiness yeah like in a in a style that didn't you know like when i was talking about i hate god and no no not down but like, i hate god and or iron monkey or electric wizard whoever you want to say from like doom or stoner or whatever like or sludge um those bands never really bothered with choruses and then sort of post mastodon a lot of bands came out who wanted to write sort of shorter sharper catchier songs and they very much sit in that camp of bands definitely mm. Mm. and i think they do that much more successfully than they do when they really try to be drawn out and heavier and i agree just go for the sort of joke like the not even the jugular because those those bands don't really go for the jugular do they they just go they go just, for the just like, sitting on a doomy riff for a really long time yeah. you know which i have to say has never really particularly interested me but but the major for the majority of this ep that is not what burning vow are doing no. at all no, they're not, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah, I th- I think I think like I say, I think four out of five of the songs are absolutely brilliant. Basically, the first twenty 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 one minutes is really good, and it's just I guess I guess I wanted to point out because uh, if you know if they are able to get out and do some shows maybe or or like um do more with this i think the potential could be really really good and you know this is a really limited release like they've done 50 vinyls i think i think even at the time of recording they only have like 10 left yeah um and so it is just kind of like a really small kind of release thing but it could blossom into something quite quite good if given the right push and if it's given the right time i mean that might not be able to happen because they are members of other bands but you know i think it's worth mentioning and i think with the release date that it had it would have been kind of lost yeah slightly sure. which is why i wanted to bring it on yeah it's pretty good so anyway there you go that is uh the self-titled debut ep by burning vow and uh holy form death spells was the mm, one we were talking about before. Yeah, so those yeah. two. all right next week we're going to be back we will be talking about the new album from soil work uh, which Remfrey so. is absolutely <laughs> delighted about, but we will be doing that. Remfrey, you have to listen to that. We'll um, do. Um, we'll <clears> do a couple of other. Th- I haven't decided what yet, but we'll bring a couple of uh, reviews forward as well. So because otherwise we'll have a really packed like end of January episode. So exactly right. We should do AA Williams next week because it's 
because we should okay <laughs> <laughs> all right great uh okay well thanks very much go to musicism.net you can get um 25 off all courses to be a better guitarist a better singer a better producer a better gardener i believe they're doing gardening yeah. courses now it's weird isn't it but um they're not i made that up ha! Oh. um sorry mate your petunias will remain shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what everyone always says about my <laughs> yeah. petunias. Uh, but go to musicism.net and they will sort you the fuck out. We're very great, grateful for them to, for sorting us the fuck out. Yeah. We'll see you next week. We're talking about soil work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah can't wait. Everyone's the big review. Soil yeah. work that we were waiting for. You literally <laughs> cannot even pretend even a week in advance that you're excited about that. No, I just, I, I'm sure it's brilliant. All right, cool. Well, um, go and watch that Bros documentary and yes. we will be back next week. Yes. See you later, mate. Bye. Bye.